0: Log Talk Radio. I love being here. That's why my <laughs> Promoter. Representing like Everybody ever came through the struggle. I don't do this for the world, I do this for the people. Making music for my family. Long as we eat, don't need a Grammy. Trying to see better days. Don't wanna see no more tanner. Need a pot to kiss in and a window to throw it out. I'm just trying to make it out. If you know what I'm talking about, need somebody want to see me eat, not somebody who's stressing me, cause stress stress kills. clear, dreams live, keep hope alive, it's in my eyes, it's in my heart, it's in my voice, believe me people, we have a choice, on this day, I'm moving forward, people please, let's move forward, what's killing us is a lack of knowledge, all knowledge ain't found in college, all knowledge ain't in the street, but you need both just to keep the peace, ignorance is the way of life, is that why King fought the fight, Fight. Malcolm Mitchell's better to fight, Yeah. It's the song of my life, my battle, my strife. Uh-huh. Am I to do wrong? No, no. Am I to do right? All I know is you better think twice. All I know is you only got one life. It's the song of my life, my battle, my strife. Am I to do wrong? Uh huh. Am I to do right? All I know is you better think twice. All I know. Uh-huh. Is you wanna get white life. This generation is too new. Walk around without a clue. Don't know what these leaders done did for you. Made it easy for you to pursue. Made a way for your dream to come true. Stop letting society Tell you we what you can't like do. Cause it's deception. Camouflage, that's the truth. Remember, it takes a village to raise the unit. It's too much devastation and not enough preparation. Too much separation. Everybody on vacation. I'm out to get that cheese. Better get that cake. Get up out of my face with that rat race. I'm a top shelf, sipping, on your top educate yourself, increase your wealth, Make it's the it song of my life, my battle, my strife, am I to do wrong, am I to do right, all I know is, you better think twice, all I know is, you only got one life, it's the song of my life, my battle, my strife, am I to do wrong. Am I to do right? All I know is you better say twice. All I know is only got one life. every time I log on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it is, I always see somebody hating on somebody. I always see somebody cheating on somebody. Everybody stressing, the whole world in a melee right now. The media keep running us all around like we in a maze, like it's a puzzle. What we Right now, people, let stop hating on like each other and respect each other. other yeah. then,
1: greetings, greetings, greetings. Sunday, August 12th, 2018. Welcome back. Oh, I missed you guys so much over the week. It's been a very long week here in the city of Mobile, Alabama, but it hasn't been a sad one. One thing I can say is that I'm glad to be back on the podcast nation, broadcasting to you all once again. Once I have to give a shout out to everyone that's been contributing and listening to the show, all the way from Australia, Saudi Arabia, Greenland, Iceland, the Netherlands, Italy, France, Germany, Russia, South Africa, North Africa, and all parts in between throughout the Americas. I greet you all, and I would say thank you once again for tuning in to the T.D. Hollis Talk Show. Tonight on the show, we will discuss saving our historically black colleges and universities, <clears throat> something that's very dear to me. Um, also here in Mobile, Alabama, we uh, haven't been really going through any uncertainties other than the University of South Alabama and Ladd Stadium dilemma um, and the Fred Richardson and Mobile City Council dilemma with the, the council automatically changing the number of required votes. You know, that's a whole story that I could get into. That's a story that I did get into, but I won't get into it because there's uh, some politics happening down there at City Hall, and it's been on everybody's mind throughout the city since December of 2017. Well, little do you know we're just a few months out from December of 2018, so something that's been going on here in Mobile for a little bit over a year. But something that I would like to discuss tonight, is some things that have been going on for well over a year and about businesses that are well over 100 years old. And these happen to be historically black colleges and universities, some of which are older than much more predominant PWI, which is predominantly white institutes. Now, let's look at that. We call these HBCUs just colleges and universities. But we call those p w i s predominantly white institutes. Listen at the significance of the names. listen at the 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 presentation of both historically black colleges and universities, basically letting you know they are a thing of past, predominantly white institutes. Now predominantly we know that it's saying that predominant predominantly dominates pretty much these are the people who dominate this territory. But you don't call them colleges and universities. You call these institutions. Which a college and a university is an institution of higher learning. It is not titled as an institute. However, we have Schools that are known as institutes, but they've been changed to universities, such as Tuskegee, along the way. Now, some can debate the importance of the naming and this, what have you. That's here for another day. Or if you'd like to call in and you're listening right now, 929 477 2954, that's the guest call in number. Yes, for all of you listening out there in Radio Land who never knew. We have a guest call-in number, and it's 929-477-2954. I'll repeat that number later for those of you who may want to chime in. So we bring focus to HBCU schools. HBCUs used to be the hottest choice amongst teenagers from the African-American community. Once upon a time, it was the only choice a person of color would have in deciding where to study higher learning. Since the days of integration, people of color have been able to choose where they want to study their lessons and learn new careers. Speeding up to today, the HBCU is dying. Due to top-talent scholastic athletes of color no longer enrolling into the schools and now choosing an option for TV time for the world to take notice of them, the HBCU has suffered tremendously. Tune in tonight. This is the night that you should tune in because I'm going to give my reason for why I believe that this is happening. And I've somewhat given you a little brief overview of what HBCU is and what its main competitor is. And if you don't realize, I've also used HBCUs to catapult my arguments in the South Alabama versus LAD dilemma that we're having because LAD stadium served as a Mecca in the black community where all the HBCU classics were played here in Mobile. All right. The city is trying to do away with that. Okay. Now we're talking about saving historically black colleges and universities. Why are we trying to do so much saving? What's happening? What's the reason? What's the root? Why do we need to save these schools? For that matter, let's ask this question. What has put us in this place? what has put us in this predicament to look at it and say that we need to save HBCUs. I can tell you, I just read it to you. Top talent from athletic uh, fields, from football all the way to tennis. They're choosing to go to predominantly white institutes. Why? Because they feel that they have a better chance and a better opportunity at making it in corporate America. Why? Because corporate America has esteemed itself to only believe that if they did not come from a PWI, that the the education isn't as full and as in depth as it could have been from a PWI. Okay, that's a theory. That's a philosophy. That's 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 what I believe. That's what I feel. But that's what I see when I read it in black and white. Just not explained in so much lay terms. So you then look at what's happening. On National Signing Day every spring, you have all these top-tier five-star and four-star recruits sitting at a table at their school. Now, the HBCU recruiter has been to that school probably for the last two years trying to talk to this kid even talking to the next kid that's up to do in the next two years. Trying to persuade these kids on why they should come to the middle of nowhere where there isn't much going on around the school, not to say that there's not anything happening at the school, because if you've never been to an HBCU, I don't know what you're waiting on. (laughs) You need to get there now. All right, I'll get back to that at another point. But they don't have the three, four, five, four, five, $6 million practice facilities that these PWIs have. They don't have the 50,000, 60,000 seating stadiums that the PWIs have. Uh, They don't have the big jumbo screen board that shows you TV and movies and things of that nature that make you think you're at one big movie theater or something when you're watching a game. Nor do they have the finances that these schools have to get these things that I'm telling you about. But we all know that Athletics is the cash fuel for your schools. At least that's the way it is here in Alabama. Your school is only, and this goes down to the middle school level, your school is only as powerful, only as rich as your football team is. Now, you have some swing states like Kentucky and The Carolinas and things of that nature, and upstate New York, places where they have colder climates and things like that. You know, the cash capital is basketball, and that's what fuels the schools. And when you look at it, we have HBCUs all over the country. So they're all being affected because when it comes to basketball season, just as well as football season or signing day in general, These guys are choosing these PWIs. So what's happening? All the major talent is going to PWIs, whereas now guys who were major talent guys like Jerry Rice, like Steve McNair, like uh, Reggie Barlow, like... Robert Brazil, who just went to the NFL Hall of Fame. These guys went to historic black college universities, schools like Jackson State, schools like Mississippi State. I mean, I'm sorry, I apologize, Mississippi Valley State, schools like Alabama State. Then you look on the other side, and they're not going to play basketball there. And whereas you have top-tier talent that was coming out of these schools, going to do major things, going off to your Alabama states, like I say, your Louisiana uh, Southerns down there, you have your Gramblin's. Go back to football when you had historically uh, notarized Coach Eddie Robinson who had more games than Joe Paterno in the PWI and more games than Bobby uh uh what's that guy's name? You know his name, uh Bobby down there in Florida State. Bobby Bowden, that's his name. After two kids, Terry and Bobby. Okay. So these guys didn't even amount to what this guy had going on back then. But he was getting that top tier talent he was getting that major talent. Like, it's so sad that the Bayou Classic is in jeopardy now. It's because kids aren't going to the schools and and the talent isn't up and people don't want to really watch the lackluster games that they're going to see. From days of old, you knew Jackson State was going to roll real hard and their band was going to come and support them. Or you knew you was going to be in a hard fight when you saw Alabama State or Alabama A&M. And – something was going to catastrophically happen in that game because there were guys that had some, some, some major talent. I mean, like one hand behind the back, one eye closed type talent back in those days. And it's really the same talent that's venturing away. but what happened a door opened and they were allowed to not have to just rely on the schools that the ancestors had started way back in the 1800s, and the early 1900s, and people were now having the choices to make, well, I can go and play football here at Bama State or at Valley State, and you know, where there's nothing much for me to do, or I can go here to Alabama, forget about the history before it, Forget about where it comes from. Forget about what it really represents. Oh, I can go play for Clemson. Or I can go play for Ole Miss. Or I can go play for Arkansas. Or I can go, you get where I'm going with this? <laughs> I can go play for these schools that never really gave one damn about me. And the only damn that they do give about me is the fact that I can run real fast and I can jump real high and I can catch the ball with two fingers and I can throw the ball 85 yards on my knees or I can tackle a guy without even putting my hands on him. That's all they care about. And you know why? Because you're bringing the TV viewers excitement. And through excitement comes something like a high. We get addicted to it, and we want it more, and we want it better, and we want it faster, and we want it stronger, and we want it longer. So now it's getting ridiculous where you have PWI recruiters going and talk to kids in the eighth grade. This happens here in Mobile. This happens here in Alabama. This happens throughout the whole South. Nick Saban is notorious for this. So now whereas you have a kid like me who grew up with his mom and his aunt while they were attaining their studies at Alabama State, I grew up on the campus, and I was able to inherit the, the HBCU life during the times of the TV show A Different World, where we all come from. Yes, it is, and you can see the changes, but people seem to realize that just as well as the PWIs are advancing, so are the HBCUs because we're finally getting our 40 acres and a mule. We're finally being won over the rights that we were stole from, whereas city has stolen land from these colleges to make it where they can have these big stadiums. Uh Alabama State, I love it. I love it. I love it. That's where my whole family went. You understand. And I grew up on that campus. And for Alabama State to have one of the most premier stadiums in Division I AA football in the NCAA, they're still – you get what I'm saying? And these, that's what I'm trying to get these guys to understand. It's not 1A, but it's 1AA. But do you not realize that there's some more of those five-stars – come back to the HBCUs, come back home, bring our boys back. If somebody can bring our boys back, do they realize that the TV will have to come to the HBCUs now? You don't get it. And the money will be able to come to the school now. And the school will be able to take the money and we will not have to have Russell athletic uniforms anymore and we can have major Nike uniforms and Adidas and Under Armour uniforms, and we can actually exhibit this talent while showing off the historic culture of these black colleges and universities. But it seems that these times are dwindling away, and the more and more we get far Away from those days when our ancestors made something for us, something that we can hold on to, something that we can cherish, and something that will be a guide light to teach us who we are as a people, where we come from, how we got here, and who we were before we got here. But it's all going away because everybody wants to be cool. Everybody wants to go to what's popular. And now it's the charge for the alumni that are living, for the alumni that are able, all of all every last one of, of the divine nine. It's your time to start a urge. It is your time to start a movement. That movement is to save our HBCUs. It is time to re-instill in the minds of our young athletes in inner-city schools that they need to seek their way to HBCUs. It's that old-time religion like they sing about in church. It was good for our dear mother. Well, it's good enough for me, too. Because everything is what you make it. And if you don't know who you are and you never give yourself an opportunity to go and learn amongst others, be educated by people who look just like you, went through the same things and issues that you've gone through, and trying to help you make it out of those same problems that they had to make it out of. Because being black, nobody knows what that's like unless they are. (laughs) and I laugh when I say this, but it's the truth because we don't have any privilege. We don't have anything ordained for us that is of quality, not in this world. So as I make this plea to society, I ask you, let's do what we must do, and let's turn on the heat. Let's turn on the fire. Let's find ways to get creative. Start bus drives. Start taking these kids in these um not so good situations and some of these kids that are in some organizations that help kids not be in bad situations and let's take them on the road trips. Let's take them to Montgomery. Let's take them to Jackson, Mississippi. Let's go to New orleans. let's go to Baton Rouge, let's go to Tallahassee. We want to take kids everywhere in the world. We want to take kids everywhere for things that have zero to zero meaning of substantial um, substitute of substantial providing for these children. We need to be trying to encourage kids to go back to HBCUs. I don't know how to stress it any further. I said this and I made this show today to let you all know that for the entire month of August and for the entire month of September, we will work diligently to highlight HBCUs and in every show coming on out for the month of August and the month of September. These are football months. I will, you hear what I'm telling you, I will put a highlight on two HBCU schools every Sunday throughout the week. Those two schools that we will discuss, we will promote them throughout the week. And you must know that I am starting off with Alabama State. And Jackson State, two schools that are very strong here in the Mobile community. When I finish with that, you'll see it all around the worldwide web because we're going to build these schools up. We're going to get these schools caught up in the viral feeds, caught up in the hashtags, and we're going to let them know that somebody cares. And we're going to let them know that somebody wants to make a change, somebody wants to make a difference. Somebody wants to save our HBCUs. I'm that somebody. I don't know if you're listening and if you're that somebody, but you might know somebody. So let somebody know that we have a job to do, and this is one of them. When you see a black athlete, you tell them, go to HBCU, son. Go to HBCU. I understand what they have to hold at a PWI but explain to them of the cultural value and of the cultural importance that it means to that black soul for them to go to an HBCU. This isn't anything about creating division. This isn't anything about creating in diversity. This is something about teaching us about how to work well with us because we have a problem in the black community and before We had that problem in the black community. We had unity, and unity came from these HBCUs. And without HBCUs, there would have been no civil rights movement. And without a civil rights movement, I wouldn't have the right to be here on this radio show telling you my black person why we need to save HBCUs. I'm TD Hollis. It's been a great show. I will see you all next week on Sunday, August the. 19th, 2018, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. I love you, I love you, I love you. It's been a great show. Pass it on. And always remember.
0: Sister, you've been up my mind. Oh, sister, with you up, up, so Oh, sister, I'm keeping my eyes on you. prodigal children one time or another. And I tell you, children, it's possible for the Lord to drive you home, but he can drive you home to truth, and he can fix it for you if you trust him. Shh, listen, God's trying to tell you something. Hell, God's trying to tell you something. Sing. God's trying to tell you something. Tell to me See, daddy, sinners have soul, too.